2: Hello and welcome to One Up. I'm your host as usual, Guy Drinkle, and joining me is my partner in crime. Carl, how are you doing, Carl?
1: Not too bad, guy. How about yourself?
2: Bit chilly. It's proper dressing gown weather now. None of none of this uh, global warming business. <laughs> it's freezing. Uh but yeah, I mean other than the weather I'm pretty good. Can't complain. Um so Carl, I mean as we not we normally record on a Friday, but we try to rush it in for a Tuesday, and we're going to try and do our own Game of the Year award, here, aren't we?
1: That's it. We we thought we try and beat the the game awards to the punch and and get our 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 own nominees out
2: there today. I imagine most of them are going to be the same. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, as ever, Carl, we Boy, do. <laughs> yeah, uh, don't don't you don't need to watch the thing on Friday. Just listen to this. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's um, as as ever, Carl. We do tend to start with the news, and uh, I imagine most of it's going to be about the game awards on Friday and what speculation that arises. But how about you take us through it?
1: Yeah. So number one and our only non-game awards story. Rockstar abandons its agent trademark, and this comes from IGN with Nick Santangelo. And Nick writes, Rockstar Games and its parent company Take-Two Interactive appear to have abandoned their plans to develop Agent, an espionage-themed game that has been radio silent for years. The U.S. Patent and Trademark Office lists the agent trademark as being abandoned by Take-Two as of November 19th, Quote, abandoned because no statement of use or extension request timely filed after notice of allowance was issued, end quote, reads the trademark's current status. With more than 11 years having passed since agent's announcement, many onlookers had long written it off, but the company's abandoning the trademark is the closest thing yet to an official announcement that they've stopped working on the project. An untitled secret agent game from Rockstar was first announced all the way back in July 2007. At the time, Sony revealed it to be a PlayStation 3 exclusive that was billed as, quote, the next great franchise from Rockstar, end quote. Two years later, at E3 2009, Sony would reveal that the espionage game was set in the 1970s and was named Agent. Agent. Quote, Agent takes players on a paranoid journey into the world of counterintelligence, espionage, and political assassinations during the height of the Cold War at the end of the 1970s, end quote, reads Rockstar's official description. In 2011, Take-Two CEO Strauss Zelnick confirmed Agent was still in development. A few months later, what was rumored to be the first game in-game images emerged. Take-Two renewed the trademark several times, but kept quiet about Agent at its as its original platform was succeeded by the PlayStation 4, and the years passed with no news on the title. The company was last granted an extension for the trademark in April, and you can read the full story over on IGN. Um, yeah, so no real surprises here. A little, little disappointing because it would have been nice to see Rockstar do something new. But then again, they're doing so well with with what they've they've always done. So maybe they're taking the right path. What, what do you reckon, guy?
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I hadn't, I hadn't really. I heard, I, I knew of this mystical. P.S. PlayStation exclusive that Rockstar were doing, but I know I had no information beyond that, and yeah, this seems to be it. It's um, I think it was just it was one of them things that I've got confined to uh, production hell, didn't it? And I didn't realise it was uh, two. was it? Two thousand nine. It said, Um it, it just. It, yeah, I mean, in this age as well, a game that's been in production for nearly, well, nearly ten years now, we're a couple of weeks away, it it, it would have been done by then. I mean, rock, even Rockstar don't take that long with GTA and Red Dead, just about. So for for an exclusive game to what would have been the PlayStation Three, I mean, it's obviously been delayed and delayed and uh, yeah, I mean, it'd be great to see because the more Rockstar content, the better. I'm sure you'd agree with that, but if something's just not going to work out for a company like Rockstar, if they can't get it to work or they've got other plans, I mean, so, but yeah, <laughs> I mean, Rockstar only produce uh, try to produce perfection, don't they? It? Unless it's an online game.
1: <laughs> yeah, very, very much so. I mean, uh, there's so many reasons why, you know, that this game was kind of doomed along the way. I mean, first off been a PlayStation three exclusive. Made sense at the time because obviously the GTAs had kind of been timed exclusives for the PlayStation 2 and had done mega busters on that console. But that's after a few years then the 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 PlayStation 3 for for first good while in that generation was trailing behind the 360 and it was only kind of towards the last couple of years that it kind of made up the ground and, and i think pulled slightly ahead but you can kind of see why it, why it would have been delayed at least uh, at that time because you know a playstation 3 exclusive didn't quite make sense um also then obviously as you said you've got gta 5 and red dead redemption 2 and you know you can imagine that agent was constantly having its team pulled away from from that project to focus on getting those two projects worked on so i I mean that that completely makes sense why it it would have kind of been dragging in the mud there and then like lastly i think as as i read another article on this story as as that pointed out you know agents seem like this single player focused project and like rockstar have moved away with from that you know obviously the the experiments started with gta 5 but, or gta 4 sorry but you know look look at gta 5 and and uh, red dead 2 now like with their their online games are almost separate games and hmm. you know it doesn't quite make sense for them to make a you know a triple a single player focused game anymore and um, that, that doesn't really have that, the potential for, for an online service tacked on. So it, it kind of makes sense. It is, as, as we said, it is disappointing because the, the more, um, Rockstar you get, the better. And, and I do hope that we do see other things from Rockstar because as great as GTA 5 was and their Red Dead 2 has been, the idea of only getting like a Rockstar game suddenly every five, six years, um, you know, would it be a bit of a shame? So, you know, hopefully, like the Bully Two rumors are are well founded, mm. and and we see some maybe smaller projects like that from Rockstar as kind of fillers along the Max way. Payne. But uh, unfortunately, <laughs> it, that's it. Unfortunately, it doesn't seem that Agent is going to be one of those those titles anymore.
2: Yeah, I mean, it would it it sounded like the modern version of Assassin's Creed in a way, and um, well, it, it might be something. Well, not a copy, but. It, it might we might see something similar, um, in, in terms of the Assassin's Creed franchise because they they must be running out of history projects to do, so they might try a a modernish espionage thing. So we might see a similar game in the future coming from Ubisoft. But it'll be interesting to see how how Rockstar add extra IP because, as you said, Bully is the only one rumored, um, and what GTA Six must be. Three or four years away, still, I'd imagine. So yeah, I imagine Rockstar must have other plans for some things, whether it's the whole, whether it's the main group or whatever. But uh, they'll have some they'll have some other um, stuff on the go, I imagine.
1: Oh, I'm so certain they have some some projects in in the work. I mean, the the. Um the Hauser brothers are, are too creative not to have other, other kind of plans to, to, to be focused on, on just one sole project, even if they kind of maybe prioritize certain projects now, you know, which makes sense given mm. how well these, these mega titles are doing for them. But you know, I'd, I'd be very surprised if they, they don't have a couple of things in, in the works, you know, bully. And as, as you said, maybe a max pain for so something. They'll, those kind of things make sense for for the company. They're smaller titles that probably don't take as much focus, and you can probably get away with not really having as much of an online presence for them. So mm. it'll be interesting to see what what happens with, with Rockstar as they they move forward. But they're they're certainly not struggling. That's for sure.
2: Yeah, I'm sure they'll be all right, even if they didn't bring out another game for like a few years. <laughs> yeah,
1: they they can go away for ten years now if they want. Sure, GTA Five still pays the bills. Alone. I imagine They're so. Yeah. so. <laughs> uh, oh yeah. um, no, that we, I, I, I think GTA can can, uh, or sorry, Rockstar can afford for a project to to go um the way of the dodo. But uh, moving on, and then we go into our game awards news. Um, first up, and I know you're very excited at this yes. one, guy. Looks like there's a CTR Crash Team Racing remaster. And this comes from Tom Phillips over on Eurogamer. And Tom writes Cult Kart Racer CTR Crash Team Racing look like, looks like it's making a comeback. Following the enormous success of the Crash Bandicoot Insane trilogy remaster, it looks like publisher Activision will revisit kart racing spin off CTR next. Earlier this week, dubious sounding rumours began floating around Facebook of an announcement at this year's Game Awards due to be held this week at 1.30am UK time on Friday, 7th December. But then today, PlayStation Access presenter Holly Bennett teased the following photo on Twitter. A pair of crash-coloured furry dice, the kind you might hang on a car's rear-view mirror, Quote, sliding into the game awards on 6th of the 12th, end quote, An accompanying message reads, Eurogamer understands this tease to be the real deal and Activision will will make its CTR remake official later this week. It's no Mario Kart, but it'll keep us busy until Nintendo hits the track next. Originally released for the PlayStation 1 in 1999, CTR Crash Team Racing was developed by Naughty Dog, which would later find greater fame with Uncharted and The Last of Us. As with Crash Bandicoot, CTR was a PlayStation exclusive. Crash's trilogy remaster launched on PlayStation 4, first before other platforms, so it'll be interesting to see if CTR HD follows the same pattern. Regardless, it makes sense why PlayStation Access has been sent to tease for it now. Activision declined to comment when contacted by Eurogamer, and you get the full story over on Eurogamer. So, guys... Tell us why you're excited at this one.
2: Because it's like Mario Kart, but not annoying. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, I mean, I, I, I think I had the uh, second version. I can't remember what it was actually called, but I had what I had it on the original Xbox, so it must, it must have been the second version of this. Um, <clears throat> and I know I remember when we did our lists and stuff like that. And I probably didn't th- think back further enough, but this should be this should have been on my list because it it was probably the most fun I had on the original Xbox. The big horrible bulky bastard that console was, and it just had this gem of uh, Crash Bandicoot Tag Team Racing. It was uh, it oh just I just love it. I love I love that I love that franchise. And I, I, I might get the uh, well I will get the. Uh, uh, Crash Bandicoot remake on uh, on Switch. Cause now, we'll talk about this later on with what we've been playing. But um, I I need I need more stuff for my Switch, and I think Crash Bandicoot is the perfect uh, thing for it. And uh, yeah, it, it, if if this ends up being a timed exclusive, I will wait. I'm not getting it on PlayStation. I will wait till it's on Switch, and I will play that damn game. <laughs> it it it's it, it, it's one of my favourite. What would you call it? An arcade game? It's probably one of my favourite arcade games ever. I I just I'd love that back in my childhood. I still love it now. I haven't been on Mario Kart since I've got my Switch, cause, well, I don't want to break it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I lo- I love I love Crash Bandicoot, and I, lo- I love Crash Bandicoot um, Team Racing as well.
1: Yeah, no, I I know the I think on the Xbox you're you're, um talking about Crash Nitro Card, I think it was called, which I believe was a spiritual successor. Yeah, um, I think that was was it. Developed developed by Vicarious Visions, um, who nowadays are working on the um. I wonder actually if they're working on this actually, because obviously they're they're still at Activision. Well, and um, (laughs) they've they've been doing DLC for um Destiny, Destiny, but. They, they could be working on things on the side. So it would be interesting if they are actually the, the ones that are um, responsible for um, this, this remaster. But, I mean, it makes a lot of sense. You know, I I dabbled with, with Crash Team Racing back in the day. I was I was more of a Mario Kart man. But at the same time, my least favorite Mario Kart was Mario Kart 64, which was kind of the, the game that rivaled this because they came out around the same time. Um, and, you know, Crash was fun. Crash Team Racing. And, and I can tell why people like it. I'll still always prefer Mario Kart. And I don't agree when people say it's the the definitive kart game. But um, it, it is a fun game. People want it. Makes sense to, to re-release it. And, and um, I'm sure, although it will be a timed exclusive for the, the PlayStation, I'm sure just like Crash... Uh, Twin Sanity and the the Spyro collection as well. It, it will come to the to the other consoles a, a few months down the line. Um, and it it's um it's it's a, a sensible. Uh, I mean act, that's Activision for you these days. They they largely play
2: it safe. Money um, money money. You know it's
1: just. <laughs> Just, just Call of Duty, Destiny, and then kind of save things like remasters and stuff. um Obviously, then they have the Blizzard side of things, and they didn't really play it safe lately with that Diablo announcement. But <laughs> we, we oh, won't God. go there. um But yeah, no, it's it, this. You know, this alone, you know, really hypes up the, the Game Awards. But it ain't the only game that could be announced, and it's not the only bit of hype. Um, So we move on to the next story, Um, Russo Brothers to present at the Game Awards, fueling speculation of an Avengers appearance. And this comes from Liam Croft over at Push Square. And Liam writes, the Russo Brothers have been announced as presenters for the Game Awards 2018, meaning they'll be making an onstage appearance, most likely to hand out an award. That's all well and good. But once the presenting is over and done with, their presence could have further implications. Square Enix's Avengers project has been a known quantity for a long time now, but with not even a bit of information of footage to be soaked up by fans. Marvel supporters are pointing to this appearance as the place for the game's unveiling. It makes sense too, because it was confirmed that we would receive more details surrounding the title at some point in 2018, and with the likes of E3, Gamescom, and Paris Games Week a distant memory, the Game Awards is the last place to make this a reality unless Greg Miller has pulled out a serious showstopper for the kind of funny game showcase. And you can get the the full story over on Push Square. Um yeah, so I mean what do we think this means? I mean is are we gonna finally see this Avengers game? You know, we've been we've been joking that that this game is 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 like Final Fantasy 7 remake <laughs> and we're never gonna see it. But you know, could could I could we have to come up with new material, guy? You know, could 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 this this finally be the moment?
2: Um, I I bloody hope so, guys. <laughs> uh, I think we were all we well, I think me and you and everyone who's probably listened were left very disappointed when at E3 Square Enix showed nothing, <laughs> literally nothing. This was the big thing that we tipped Square to do, and uh, they just sh- showed not. Uh, I I think. I think possi- if if they do show something on Friday, um, it might have been a clever strategy, or it might have just been the fact that the game wasn't ready. But obviously we're at the end of the year now. Uh, the RDR st- buzz, not buzz, but the RDR is kind of quiet and down now. And the only thing else that's out in December I can think of is Just Cause 4. So there'll be a real buzz for Avengers. And obviously... um if you tie, if you tie that in with uh, captain marvel that had a uh, trailer released last night and there's obviously a rumor of um uh, avengers whatever the hell it's called <laughs> avengers 4 uh, getting a trailer as well uh, in the few, in the coming few days i mean it just makes sense to tie tie the game in as well maybe well it'd be interesting to see how far along in development it is cuz i think Square Enix do get called, um, what does it get called? The trailer, the trailer p- uh, producers don't know. It? So it, hopefully, hopefully it's a, it's a trailer with substance. It's a game with substance rather than just something, something fancy that looks like Disney made it, making a film rather than a game.
1: Yeah, no, uh, I I think this. I'd be very surprised if we don't see this game with the Game Awards. I think the timing makes so much sense. I mean, as you pointed out, there's a lot of hype about the upcoming, inevitable trailer for Avengers, which kind of has to happen soon because the the tie-in comics I think are are, are set to be revealed in the, tomorrow. I think. So I mean, that's going to reveal the the subtitle for Avengers Four um so we're gonna know that so clearly a a trailer can't be too far away so kind of coinciding with the movie is kind of good kind of timing for the game and for square enix and i think square enix are in desperate need of a win i mean Mm. while the japanese side of the company has been doing so well for for a while they kind of had that recent blow with uh, tabata leaving and you know there was a bit of a backlash which we discussed a few weeks ago and although i, I kind of laid down fears in my opinion um on on how that might affect things nonetheless you know it was a little bit of a negative story for many fans and let's be honest the western side of 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 square enix's projects it hasn't been going well for a while i mean they, they released IO Interactive, you know, despite Hitman doing quite well. That was kind of a surprising move. Although credit to them for, for doing it. It was nice that they let, let IO keep the, the, uh, Hitman IP. Um, I mean, the last ASX game kind of flopped, meaning that that uh, series has, has been put on ice for, for mm. a while. The latest Tomb Raider, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, hasn't really hit the heights that the, the prior two games did, um, critically. And, and I mean, in terms of sales wise, it hasn't really been great since the, the first Tomb Raider reboot. Um, I mean, and like you, you said about what was shown at E3, and I mean, one of their games that people are kind of like intrigued by that The Quiet Man came out a few weeks ago and has been absolutely panned. I mean, pe- people are calling it <laughs> one of the worst games of 2018. So, I mean, I think they need a win and, and whatever, what better way to, to get that win than to reveal their Avengers tie-in from kind of their, probably their their biggest Western studio, you know, that being the the... the the minds behind that Tomb Raider reboot so I mean it it makes a lot of sense Um, and and I think having the Russo's as well and and kind of making that direct connection to the movie would would just be brilliant on Square Enix's part so I I hope and I somewhat expect this game to to be announced or well not announced but re-revealed let's say uh, at the Game Awards so here's hoping
2: yeah, I mean, if it doesn't get shown, I mean, I, I don't see why the ruseurs would be there. That's just the thing. Uh, it, it'd just be kind of pointless, unless. Well, I think we speculated that the film uh, trailer may be shown at that time, but I think, as you, I think as you said, it it wouldn't be prime time for uh, was it the east or whatever time it was yeah the east yeah. coast
1: yeah so yeah it probably has to come out earlier that day if it is coming out that day so yeah. i mean now maybe they could show like an extended trailer or something you know if the russells would come out and be like hey we, we the vendors trailer debuted earlier do you want to see an extended version and then you know <laughs> it really. it's fair <laughs> you know but th- these things happen Um, There is one other reason the Russos could be, and that leads us directly into our next story. Um, Fortnite teases a big announcement at the Game Awards, and it's not the Season 7 launch. And that comes from Eddie McCook over on GameSpot, and Eddie writes, It's going to be a big week for Epic's Battle Royale game Fortnite. In addition to the launch of Season 7, Epic has announced has an announcement teed up for the Game Awards and it might involve the immediate release of some kind of in-game content. Show organizer Jeff Keeley said there will be some kind of Fortnite announcement and a world premiere at the Game Awards on Thursday night. Epic's own Donald Mustard will be on hand at the event to drop the news, apparently. Epic PR lead Nick Chester confirmed in his own tweet that the announcement lined up for the Game Awards is not related to Season 7. Quote, I can't stress enough how much we have going on this week, end quote, Chester said. Keeley's cryptic teaser mentioned that Fortnite fans will want to, quote, keep your game close, end quote, which sounds like a suggestion that something will happen in the game. Avengers... Directors Joe and Anthony Russo, who are big fans of Fortnite, will be presenting an award at the Game Awards this week. However, it remains to be seen if the directors will have any news to share during the show. The pair played Fortnite during downtime during the editing process of Infinity War, they told EW this year. Joe Russo personally called Mustard to get a conversation going about the Thanos limited time mode that eventually came to Fortnite. More recently, Anthony Russo wrote a for, wore a Fortnite t-shirt during an Infinity War QA just last week. So their appreciation for Fortnite seemingly continues. You can read the full story over on GameSpot. <laughs> so could it be either in instead of the announcement of the, the the Avengers game from Square Enix or on top of that we're also maybe getting some further Fortnite content, you know, related to to Avengers I mean, what better way of the the if they're they're bringing out the trailer than to to have some kind of promotion for the movie within Fortnite, which is the biggest game in the world right now. What do you think, I?
2: That'd suck ass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I know Fortnite's the biggest thing in gaming. Uh, one of the biggest things in, in culture as well. Um, I haven't played it in months, if I'm honest. I'd still rather play Call of Duty Blackout. Uh, I'm not saying the Fortnite bubble's been popped in, gen- in general, but it just doesn't really interest me anymore. I mean, I enjoyed the uh, Thanos game mode when it came out, but uh, I, I just don't really... It, it, it wouldn't be enough to pull me back, if I'm honest. Um, yeah, I mean, didn't they announce their own streaming service or something today, Epic? Um
1: more than that, um, they they've announced basically they're they're launching a, a Steam contender basically. Oh
2: okay, okay, that's that's more interesting. <laughs> um, it it but, is. I mean,
1: uh, I, I I didn't kind of bring it in because we don't really do much PC stuff. But mm. I mean, Steam announced I think yesterday that they were changing their policy because right now if a game is sold, seventy percent goes to the developer, thirty percent to Valve. They're changing it, whereas after you've sold 10 million copies, you get 75 percent and twenty five percent goes to valve, which kind of benefits larger publishers because some had been kind of moving away from Steam and kind of mm. releasing it on their own platforms like fallout 76, for example but um epic, I think you know I, I don't have the material in front of me, but I'm pretty sure it's something like eighty five percent cent or something so they're oh. totally blowing steam out of the water so um i mean it's crazy but but um epic are, are really kind of they're, they're really becoming something here and it, it's all because of uh the, the um fortnite really you know who, mm. who would have known i mean epic have long been a, a company i I've, I've loved because i love the gears of war series and you know that they're the creators of it, but I mean, it's it, they've really gone to, to new levels with, with Fortnite, um, and I mean the, the fact we could even be speculating that that you know Disney and, and Marvel are using Fortnite as as a way to promote the next Avengers movie is is that just that just speaks to to how massive the, this game has become.
2: That that's a very good point. To be fair, I mean, that's just insane to think <clears throat> a game that was a flop for a bit. It, it was a it was a disaster when it wasn't the battle royale. It was the uh, um, survival hard uh, mode thingy, and it, it it was just a nothing game. <laughs> it brings out one of the well now one of the most common modes going, and <laughs> it's just turned into one of the biggest things in entertainment. It's just. Oh, it's just mad, and as you said, uh, Gaze of War, uh, the the original ones are just a big love of mine. And um, what they've what they've done with such a simple game is just it's just magnificent, really.
1: No, it's 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 crazy. I mean, whether it's for you or not, that you know, there's no denying it. It's, it's a good game, and and how they turned it around is is really commendable. Even if they borrowed ideas from 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 other games. Um, but I mean, it's, it'll be interesting to see though, you know, when the Russo's come out is if, is a Fortnite related, is it square Enix related, is it Hmm. trailer related or is it all three? Could, could we just get everything, you know, just, just throw it all out there. Um, I, I can't wait to, to see, but, but obviously we, for now we, we can only speculate, and our last story of the day on terms of the Game Awards um, and overall, uh, Bioware hints at Dragon Age's future in upcoming announcement, and that comes from S Good over at Polygon and Own Right. Dragon Age is due for some news in the coming month. Bioware's general manager said yesterday in a blog post, otherwise about Anthem. The multiplayer RPG from the studio that is set to launch in February. This likely means some sort of news about BioWare's 10-year-old fantasy RPG franchise at the Game Awards, the year-ending announcement gala nominally about games that have already launched. Casey Hudson, the BioWare general manager, alluded to, quote, secret Dragon Age stuff, end quote, that he and Mark Dara, the executive producer on Dragon Age Inquisition, had mentioned on social media recently. Quote, Dragon Age is an incredibly important franchise to our studio, and we're excited to continue its legacy, end quote, Hudson wrote. Quote, look for more on this in the coming month, though I won't tell you where to look, end quote. Inquisition was the most recent Dragon Age game launching in 2014 and supported by downloadable content that rolled into the fall of 2015. Inquisition was Polygon's game of the year for 2014. Dragon Age saw three full releases over its first five years, but as a franchise has gone on the back burner since, while Bioware switched its focus to Mass Effect Andromeda and then Anthem. Mike Leidlaw, the creative director on Dragon Age, Mass Effect and other projects, left Bioware at the end of 2017. Earlier that year, Bioware was said to be working on the next Dragon Age game, bringing aboard a guest writer, Alexis Kennedy. And you can read the full story over on Polygon. Yeah, no, I mean, this one, uh, I love Dragon Age and I'm excited to see what's coming. But I mean, I've read stories since that have kind of poured a bit of cold water on this one, suggesting that while they do they're kind of want to announce something, what they're announcing won't be very immediate in in that, you know, uh, as this story alludes to, you know, um, Mike left the company when they were working on kind of an early draft of, of Dragon Age 4. Apparently, a lot of the work on that has been scrapped because one, they wanted to move people over to Anthem, and two, that Dragon Age was a real single player kind of, kind of. Focused game with with very little kind of online aspects to it. It didn't really fit with the the company's kind of game plan moving forward. Ugh. And you know they they want the next Dragon Age to have some sort of games as a services features to it. Um, now although I'm I'm sure because Bioware are really passionate about Dragon Age, and and that's why I I think we're getting this this announcement most likely at the Game Awards as as it seems to be because they love that that franchise so much so i'm sure they won't let EA kind of mess around with it too much i i think we still will get our epic dragon age single player story you know inevitably it's going to i mean inquisition had a multiplayer mode and and inevitably there is going to be some sort of like kind of ongoing updates and thing i mean it, it could be similar to assassins creed look look at the way they're rolling out these little updates and stuff and i think that's a cool way of doing things if, if that's what they're going to do with dragon age I'd look forward to it. Um, but I, I think it's it definitely a few years off. I mean, uh, I think one site I read had that their sources suggest the game could be three years away. Um, but, you know, any Dragon Age is good Dragon Age in my mind. Or, or, what do you reckon, Guy? You you a fan of the series?
2: Um, I'd call... Well, I wouldn't say a new fan, but I've only played Inquisition. And... Um i think we we've, we've had long discussions in, in our WhatsApp group and stuff like that is is what the defining game well we mentioned it on the last on the last show as well that, about defining defining games for this generation. And um I'd probably put Dragon Age in there. It it's one of the best for me. It's uh it, it's probably one of the most underrated games. I mean, as I said, I'm a new person to that franchise, and some people, I think, preferred the old ones um, compared to Inquisition, but I think it was just, I think it was brilliant at what it delivered, and the DLC added, it it just added so much to the game. It took me a couple times to, a couple goes to complete it, but once I got into, once I got into a stride with it, and I had a a proper free patch to play it without distractions of other games and stuff, it, it was just... It was such a good game, and I mean, it, I think, if anything, it just kind of confirmed to me that Bio is one of my favourite developers of games, I mean, Mass Effect, I mean, Andromeda wasn't as good as the other ones, still completed that and enjoyed it, I mean, I, I I'll play I'll play any Dragon Age game as long as it's not like a Command and Conquer situation on mobile, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll, we I'll love it. The yeah, true, true.
1: Yeah, no, I mean it, it's you know it, it's not it's just nice to to think that with, you know Anthem on the way that that uh, Bioware are kind of thinking of what's next and they're they're also you know in in doing that they're they're also not neglecting kind of their their existing series. I mean that even kind of last month obviously was N7 Day kind of took place and. I think they kind of said things that that Mass Effect still has a future, and they're they're looking forward to the future of the series. So it's nice to know that that Bioware isn't kind of turning its it's it's back on on their existing fans and and just kind of becoming an Anthem One, Anthem Two, Anthem Three, you know, <laughs> kind of studio moving forward. Because I don't think anyone would want to see Bio- Bioware have the, the shackles put on them a bit like what what's happened with Bungie at, at Activision. Yeah, I was going to um, say <laughs> because I mean look, look at. But all rumors point to Bungie already He's trying to shake those shackles off. So, I mean, you know, it would never be good. So it's nice to know that that there's there's something else in the works. of Bioware and that that you know we're going to see something of that sooner rather than later. Um, but I mean that's it for the news per se. But I mean there there are a few other things um going to be shown at at the Game Awards. Anything else in particular that you're looking forward to going?
2: Oh god, there'll be a surprise, won't there? I mean, even even Obsidian put a cheeky tweet out teasing something. <laughs> so maybe maybe we'll see something from an Xbox point of view. But I think we said last time the fact that PlayStation aren't at the next E three it means Xbox have a fr- a proper free hit, and uh, they could just take they just could just dist- uh, take over that weekend and uh, whenever that E three is. Um... But yeah, I mean, Xbox, It's not re- nothing's really been rumoured in terms of their Game Awards, but obviously they had the uh, big Xbox um, thing in Mexico, didn't they? They didn't really show too much. But maybe, maybe they were saving it for this, because it's a bit more mainstream, isn't it? So it'll be interesting to see if Xbox bring anything new to the party in terms of, pff, I think, Halo. Gears is probably most likely, isn't it? I forgot about Gears. Um... But if there's anything new, I doubt I doubt it'd be shown here. But I'd, maybe gears and Halo from an Xbox point of view.
1: Yeah, no, uh, I mean, I, I kind of got ahead of myself there accidentally saying E3 instead of the Game Awards, but um, <laughs> nonetheless, um, no, I mean, as you said, Obsidian, that that's the the big one there, They're, they've got a, their RPG that was previously being published by 2K, and we can only assume now is, is going to be published by Microsoft, could well be uh, an Xbox exclusive, probably will be. Um, I mean, and that's coming from the the guys responsible for Fallout. A lot of people are kind of billing it as kind of a spiritual successor to to Fallout New Vegas, which, you know, that would that would get me excited if, if that's what it is. Um, so I, I'm looking forward to that one. You make a good point as well. I'd be very surprised if Gears of War isn't shown at the Game Awards in some some sense because that, that that was a that big is the,
2: That is out in the spring, isn't it? Or oh, rumored to be the spring. There's
1: rumors but uh, i think it'll be fall there's nothing official yet so i, I personally think it'll be fall i think hey. it'll be kind of the big last hurrah for the xbox one but um i mean we we don't know yet it could be could be any time in the year but i mean surely if we're going to see any of it anything of it in in 2018 it, it has to be at, at the at the game awards and it makes sense to have it there i mean uh, outside that again as you said, there's no PSX, so if Sony are going to show anything, if we're going to see a little bit more of Death Stranding or, you know, because we know how much Jeff Keighley loves Kojima, um, or if possibly if, if, if Naughty Dog want to show off a, a bit more about The the Last of Us 2. I mean, I've seen a tweet from Naughty Dog the other day talking about how, you know, it's been two years since they announced The Last of Us 2, mm. so... I mean, it, again, if that game is coming out towards the end of next year, as, as some people are still clinging on to hope, then They'll surely well. we would see something at the at the Game Awards. So, I mean, there there are it's it's more as much as we know about these things that are coming the the Obsidian RPG, Dragon Age, and Fortnite news and the like. It's it's the unknown that's the most exciting because I mean, as as the Game Awards have said, there's going to be ten or more game announcements. And that's announcements. Oh, so that doesn't include Fortnite DLC or anything like that. That's 10 new games announced at the Game Awards. So I mean it's it's um it, it is exciting and I think it'll be interesting to see how it ties could we see maybe some games announced and teased a little bit and then maybe a bit more of them shown at this this kind of funny showcase on on Saturday because that's really taken off. I mean, I, I thought that was just going to be indie titles, but like listening to kind of funny content, it, it sounds like they've they've got Sega involved and NIS, and you know, Greg was teasing. There's a, a big publisher that only contacted him a few days ago saying, "Can we get in on this? We just heard about it." And He's like, "Okay, if you want to get in, get your footage in now." So, I mean, there there could be some big things at like that as well. Like, or, or well, big co- comparatively. So, Surprisingly, I big. mean. <laughs> exactly like so i think i think um two you know those, those two shows over the the next few days we we could have some interesting things to to talk about next week but uh for for now all we can do is uh speculate so i think that's just about does it for the news um so i, I think we had a certain topic to talk about guy, today guy but I, I can't for the life of me remember what it was
2: what's your favorite mobile game? <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, you're really asking two questions there. Uh, no, not no, not at all, not at all. As we said on the front <laughs> end of the show, it's the end of the year. It's been a great year, and we want to kind of pay our dues to that and talk about some of the the best games of this year and and crown. Stay tuned because we'll be crowning as 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 chosen by a panel of experts. The one up game of the year 2018 so keep 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 in for that but uh yeah so topic of the show game of the year 2018 and you know best games of, of 2018 kind of as, as a subtitle oh, yeah. there Um. so i mean sum it up guy what kind of a year has, has 2018 been in gaming
2: um uh, it's been, it's been one of the better ones uh for me um i've played oh, well i i think i've finally played most of the game of the uh, contenders uh which is probably a first for me it's probably it's probably the best one of this gen in terms of quantity and quality i mean we've had the highs of witcher uh, we obviously mentioned dragon age and stuff like that and then i think last year was heavily nintendo (laughs) which i hadn't played till till recently um so yeah i mean this this has been one of the better years for me i mean obviously the the titles we're going to mention god of war red dead um assassin's creed um uh, Monster Hunter World, uh, which I haven't finished, but really enjoyed. It, it, it's just been even the games that you know have no chance of winning Game of the Year. You think maybe on another year they could probably do it, but not this year. It's just it's one of the it's it must be one of the strongest years, especially. I f- I think the top two it's probably the closest and most argumentative one that you could possibly have because the sword the to- sword different and both perfect in. Their own ways. It's just, it's just a, it's just a brilliant year, isn't
1: it? It it really has been. I mean, like last year, like pe- people pointed to last year as being the best year of their generation so far, and it probably was. I mean, you you had, as you said, it was very Nintendo focused with Mario Odyssey and and Zelda Breath of the Wild going toe to toe for game of the year, but. You know, Horizon was that game that people were saying was oh unlucky had it came out another year without those two Nintendo titles, it probably would have been Game of the Year. And then even beyond Horizon, you you had some really highly rated titles like Persona Five, Resident Evil Seven, Assassin's Creed Origins. I mean, there there was some massive titles out last year, and it was going to be a tough act to follow. But I mean. This year has just gone from strength to strength. I mean, early in the year, we had Monster Hunter World, which was, was a surprise kind of hit. And, and one of the games we're, we're going to talk about on the show today, I mean, that that was massive. And people are saying, oh, this is an early contender for game of the year. And then, you know, I think next we had um, kind of a Celeste, which is kind of the indie darling, and somehow has it's found itself, you know, staying up there as as kind of the underdog, trying to throw punches with 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 these massive AAA titles that that are in the running. I mean, you, you also had a, earlier in the first half of the year. It's, it's crazy. Like usually in the first half of the year, you have one or two good games, and and then kind of it, it um curtails off on until you have the the holiday rush. But I mean, it, it didn't seem to end. I mean, uh, as I said, there was Celeste, there was. Nino kuni 2 which was a highly rated jrpg that's that's in the running for rpg of the year i mean it was a great year for rpgs later in the summer you had um octopath traveler um dragon quest 11 came out kind of the the start of the fall i mean it's been one of the best years for for japanese rpgs in years and i think if not for these other games though you know any one of those if not all of those those rpgs could have been in the the running for game of the year you had detroit become human which you know while not everyone's favorite game there were a lot of people that highly rated that came when it it came out earlier in the year and and then of course the biggest game of the first half of the year god of war another one of the games we're going to discuss today and i mean it it was massive and and people thought that you know Give 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 game of the year in June, you know. There's there's no point. Nothing's going to beat God of War. But come the second half of the year, though, we've gotten more contenders in in the form of Spider Man, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, and of course a little game called Dead Redemption Two. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, for me, and I know I'm sure it's debatable, and I'm sure there there are people who'll disagree. You know, people people who love Zelda and Mario, but for me, as good as 2017 was, 2018's been better.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean, we haven't even mentioned Spiderman. <laughs> just, that just kind of sums up how good this year is. I mean, Spider-Man probably win most years. It's just uh, this year's so strong. It's just, it's just stupid. I mean, last year, uh, yeah, as we said. Uh, 2017 is just very Nintendo heavy, and I, I've barely, I haven't really played much of Mario, um, apart from like the old classic ones. And, uh, yeah, Zelda. I, I'd, I'd hopefully play that on the Switch, and then I can possibly report back <laughs> as my first Zelda experience. But yeah, this year, I mean, God of War, RDR, strong favourites. They, they'd win every other year. I mean, if they weren't together, they'd win every year. It's not, it's not debatable. It just would, um best probably one of the best if not the best assassin's creed game ever. Uh, Spider-Man one of the most fun games of this generation I think it's fair to say. And Celeste I've not played it but I mean it must be one of the most popular indie games ever. I think that's fair right. to say.
1: Definitely definitely I mean it, it it's right up there with like kind of the the likes of Limbo and and things like that in, in terms of the the hype it's gotten. Um I mean and it's it's definitely one of the games I haven't gotten around to this year, but I did that. I definitely want to get around to. And uh, I mean, on that note, before we, we touch on the games that we did play and, and that's that are, are kind of in the discussion for us, you know, are are there any of those kind of games that came out this year that, that, that are kind of high on, on your backlog?
2: Hmm. Monster Hunter World and Assassin's Creed, I have to go finish and I will finish um Assassin's Creed is probably more easier to finish cause it's a story whereas Monster Hunter world it's kind of self explanatory <laughs> um but I mean the both the both in the game of the year running and um it I think I think they deserve to be fin- and I'd, I'd add this and we're going to talk about personal favorites and um disappointments and this this might come into both of them but I mean when um Sea of Thieves came out uh, I was really excited, and unfortunately I was the only one out of my friendship group who liked it and give it a go. I mean, it, it, it did become a bit of a lonely experience playing it by yourself, but I'd probably give that another go, if I'm honest. Uh, so if anyone's an Xbox and a lonely, cr- lonely crew... I'll play. <laughs> um but I think I think they're I think they keep adding to Sea of Thieves. So hopefully it's another redemption story similar to No Man's Sky because I think Sea of Thieves there is definitely a quality game in there somewhere. And um I think there's rumours they're adding in or not rumours, I think they've confirmed they're adding in like not a battle royale but something in that region, which might be might be quite interesting see see if it can rejuvenate again Fortnite style, but it'll be it'll be one I keep an eye on it is Sea of thieves, and that'd probably be my pers- one of my personal favorites of the year
1: it's it's interesting because a lot of people would would probably see Sea of thieves as as a bit of a a disappointment oh, it was. i think it was. you know <laughs> Before we, we jump onto the to the positives, I mean that is is another kind of side of, of twenty eighteen. There has been disappointments. I mean, Fallout seventy six, Sea of Thieves, and even as I alluded to earlier, the, the Quiet Man. I mean the, the Quiet Man, people kinda that caught people's interest in on the uh during the E three and then for that game to come out and just be absolute trash, I mean that that was disappointing for some people. So I mean there there has been some some kind of disappointments in 2018 as much as there's been great games there has been some disappointments now i mean as you alluded to i mean i suppose the thing is with with uh sea of thieves and and again with fallout 76 with them being kind of games as a service they have the potential to kind of Mm. build and kind of do what like no man's sky which there's a redemption story of 2018 how how that game came back and and kind of People re-reviewed it and it was getting one, two, even three points higher in, in some places where it got re-reviewed. So, um, I mean, there the, there is a potential redemption for um, Sea of Thieves and indeed Fallout 76 when it, it comes to, to uh, 2019. But uh, I think that The Quiet Man's going to go down as one of those games people list forever in their worst games ever lists
2: so at least they'll have that at least the game I, will be yeah i didn't i didn't even know that came out like I, I, we obviously saw it at e3 i think there was a, a few of us watching it on and we were talking on whatsapp and stuff weren't we and we're like oh what's this oh okay then there was nothing and then one day in the, in the whatsapp group neil just went quiet man's got one of the worst reviews ever it's like Okay, <laughs> I, I had no idea when that game was coming out, or the fact that it was out. So I mean, yeah, I mean, as we mentioned in the news, Square Enix, uh, Square Enix, uh, don't know what, don't know what accent that was. <laughs> Square Enix is just a, uh, it, it's desperate need for a win, and uh, well, as we said in the news, hopefully that's Avengers. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's been a... Ho- hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> God, <they can't, laughs> you, can't, we, you can, can sc- You can screw up an Avengers game. Uh, God, but yeah, I mean, I know Fallout seventy six has had a bit of a. Some people like it, but I mean, having played the beta and stuff like that, it just seemed. I'm not Fallout big. I'm not i I'm not Fallout's biggest fan either. But it just. It just didn't seem. It just didn't seem to have any. Hook to it. He didn't seem to want to make you play it. It just seemed like a very empty, boring game. And I know it's very hard to judge it on a beta, but I mean, you're you we might I think we mentioned this every time Fallout seventy six has came out. But I mean, from the reports you've heard or footage you've seen, uh, Carl, is, it, is there much hope for Fallout seventy six? I know we say it improves, but see, your thieves and No Man's Sky, they're one thing, but Fallout's one of the most beloved and oh god cultish cultish fan base is going isn't it so is is this is this a f- uh, losing a fighting uh, fighting a losing battle i should say
1: i mean interestingly this week you know while i was gathering the news i noticed that a lot of uh kind of sites and channels this week decided to do kind of fallout 76 topics kind of on on how, what can save um fallout 76 it was like the topic of the show on the the kind of funny games cast this week and it was also uh, you know the subject of a, a podcast on Eurogamer. so i mean there, there clearly is ways in which they can improve the game and, and they are trying to do. we're getting they they released a massive patch a few weeks ago there's another massive patch coming this month there's probably going to be another massive patch in January though I do I do think people need to invest in external hard drives if they want to play Fallout 76 <laughs> soon but I mean of course they can improve the game I'm not sure they're going to improve it enough to, to drag me in because I think there's only so many of these games and services you can play and I think they really need to get you early on or, or else they're not going to get you at all. At least that's that's my my input on it. And, and I mean it, it probably doesn't help that you've got this Obsidian RPG on the the um, fringes of being announced because people are going to look at that and go, "That's the fallout I wanted." You know that that's probably <laughs> going to be the end result. So that's not going to help Bethesda, but. Um, Yeah, no, I, I mean, but I, I hope they can improve the game, and and I hope they they can get it to to a point where more people are enjoying it. There are definitely people enjoying it. I have a friend who's is a big fan of Fallout seventy six. He's he's able to look past all the flaws and 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 kind of um, find enjoyment in it. But I mean, not everyone is is finding that unfortunately. So, but but hopefully, hopefully it is a redemption story for for twenty nineteen. Um, I mean, and um, I'm actually going to play the Quiet Man. You know, I'm going to put that out oh, there. God. When when it's only three hours long, when that game what? goes cheap, I I'm going to play that game. I'm it's only three so hours long. Yeah, it's it's supposedly only three hours long. So <laughs> I want to play that game.
2: How is um, that a game? <laughs> oh damn! I might as well just play a game of blackjack or something. <laughs>
1: It it's just it's strangely just i i kind of when i heard it was really bad i'm like i want to play that game when i was reading reviews i mean it it there's a lot of games from 2018 i want to play and that i will play as much as i did play quite a few i i want to play as a as a, some of the games you mentioned earlier detroit you know i recently picked that up i'm looking forward to, to getting in there uh celeste i, I want to play um octopad traveler dragon quest 11 Nino Kuni 2, another game I picked up recently. And um, so uh, I I think it although I have a sneaking suspicion that my Game of the Year 2018 won't be changed when I play those games. I, I still think that the conversation, you know, could, could change a little bit once once I get around to to playing those games. But I mean, I I think 2018 will will kind of extend beyond this month for me when it when it mm. comes to gaming because I'll be definitely dipping into to most of, if not all, those titles at, at some point. Um, but but enough about the games we we didn't play and the, the bad games that that disappointed people. Uh, let let's dip into the games we we did play. So kind of you know, we will get to our personal game of the years and also announce the official one-up AI game of the year, 2018. But before we do that, let, let's talk some of the contenders that kind of were in the discussion, but just kind of missed out. I mean, starting with at the front end of the year, monster hunter world, you have a bit more on this game than, than I do because my time on it has been limited thus far. And I think last time I, i didn't have the greatest experience because of server issues but um nonetheless i mean why why for you guys is monster hunter world one of the the contenders for game of the year
2: um i think it's just uh a unique especially in 2018 a unique multiplayer experience um the fact that Okay, it may, it may, it may need modernising a bit, but I think you can kind of label that a bit. Some Japanese games. I'll <clears throat> Whisper that. Because um, I'm not sure how much you've experienced a multiplayer. You don't like. You don't share um, the lobby, which is a base, which is kind of like loads of ships put together and stuff like that. You can't only go on missions together, and then you're in your own instance. And for me, it was just like, eh, okay, this is. Bit dated, but I can forgive that. But I think in terms of when you get the multiplayer rolling and stuff like that, you're in, you kind of in sync with your mate. You're all on the same part of the story. I think it's just such a unique multiplayer experience that you can forgive some age stuff. And it was, ju- it was, it's not, it's not one of them franchises. You'd think, okay, this, is, this is popular. Everyone, it's not, a <clears throat> it's not a Call of Duty. It's not a Battlefield. It's not a FIFA. But I think. The fact... Well, this might just be to my friendship group. I mean, I don't think many of us finished it. I don't think any of us finished it, to be honest. But, <clears throat> but I probably got the furthest. Um, and it it was just so much fun. There's quite a lot of replayability, which you'd expect, expect in a game like that. But I, I, never, I never really felt bored. And it just had mad Japanese quirks with your giant weapons, stupid monsters, and stuff like that. And just a story that made no sense. And it was just, it was just uniquely fun. And it might be because I don't have the biggest, I don't have any experience with the Monster Hunter um, stuff. I know it was more, I think it was more of a three D, 3D, three DS title and stuff like that, or DS titles, should say. Um, but it, it was just, it was just so much fun for a group that. I mean, especially in the early parts of the year where there is nothing out. Especially this year. I mean, next year, there's literally everything out in the first three months. Um, but at the, uh, the start of this year, you're looking you scrolling around looking for something to play, and then just one day, you just go, Monster Hunter World's meant to be fun for a group of people. And it, it, just, it just genuinely was. And um, possibly a surprise, it's on Game of the Year, but I mean... If if I if I had more people to stick with it, I imagine I'd I it'd be right up there towards the top as 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 a fun experience. Probably in a similar bracket bracket to uh, Spider Man.
1: Yeah, I mean, I you know my kind of experience of the game is is more kind of uh, third hand than than first hand. I, I mean, I have played somewhat of it. I mean, I, I remember when it came out. I mean, it was getting hyped up on a lot of the podcasts I, I listened to, and I was intrigued. I mean, I played the original Monster Hunter way back on PS2, which is where the series got its, its start. Um, and But I didn't have the PS2 network at the time, so the game's a little limited, single player. you just kind of, I'm walking through this little kind of jungle, chopping up these Velociraptor-type things. And this is a little dull. <laughs> I mean, and then the game obviously moved over to handheld. It was on PSP and later, as you said, 3DS. And I, I always kind of was intrigued by the idea of Monster Hunter, but it seemed very niche. And it was a very kind of hardcore, had its focused audience, but it was popular with that audience. And it was interesting when they decided to go at World, which... By all accounts, is kind of a toned down version of the original games. It's a lot more accessible, and it's meant to appeal to the masses. And and it did to a degree. A lot of people got in on it that had never played a Monster Hunter game, like, like yourself. And you know you have to credit them for that. And and obviously mm. the game has done massively well. I mean, it, it's it, it's one of the nominees for for many. Kind of publications, game of the war, game of the year awards. Is people were calling it game of the year for the first three three months or so of the year. I mean, it's um. Look at the tie-ins it had with other Capcom franchises, with and even outside Capcom, Final Fantasy Fourteen had mm. crossovers with Monster Hunter. had Final Fantasy Fourteen content in Monster Hunter, and vice versa. And Final Fantasy Fourteen is massive. It's one of the biggest MMOs in the world so i mean that tells you a lot about about this game now as for my own opinions i can't really say much because i've only played a few hours i've only really had two sessions on the game i really like the character creation i mean i i, I think my character looks awesome and my palico
2: and yes i was gonna say and your cat but you never understand a cat is awesome and i, I'm a I name my,
1: my palico yeah uh, so am i but I, I named my paragraph after my friend's annoying cat because he's such an annoying cat. I was like, who wouldn't want an annoying cat, annoying <laughs> monsters for you? It makes sense. But I, I really like the the character creation. I, I think the game looks good. It takes some getting used to. I mean, if this is toned down from normal Monster Hunter, I'd say Monster Normal Monster Hunter is very hard to pick up and play because I found the combat very slow. First day, I found I was like trying to hit enemies and I was missing them because it takes like so long to swing your weapon. I eventually found a weapon that kind of suited me a bit better. And and the last time I was playing, you know, I was was kind of having fun. I was getting on top of monsters' backs and stabbing them. And it was was great crack. And now I did have some server trouble the last day. Me and my friend just couldn't connect together, which was really annoying because, Mm. you know, it is a multiplayer game. Might have just been the servers on the day, so I I can't really hold it against it. Um, I, I definitely enjoyed the game. I can see why people enjoy it enjoyed it so much I, I can see kind of why it's kind of sets itself somewhat apart from from kind of the division the and destiny and that kind of thing and i'd say like as you said if if people had had stayed the course with you a bit longer you could have seen yourself on a lot more hours into this game. similarly i tried to convince my friends to pick this up at the start of the year because we, we'd lost interest in destiny too but i i just couldn't make any any ground up with them and it's only recently one of my friends picked it up on playstation that that the two of us have been playing together somewhat And um, but I, I can definitely see why it's why people love this game so much and and you know i i, I looking forward to getting a few more hours in it so I, I can kind of have a bit more of an opinion on it myself uh but before long but i, I mean it's it's a wordy contender for for the title based on on what i've seen anyway
2: it's probably the multiplayer game of the year for me. Probably the best award I could give it.
1: Yeah, no, I mean it. it it's gotta be, but gotta be. It's it's really probably between it and Call of Duty, really for the, mm. the two biggest multiplayer games yeah. of the year. Um But I mean, it's and we didn't even mention Call of Duty. Actually, funny that shows how <laughs> <our> good the <laughs> year was. <What? laughs> I was going
2: to say there's a reason for that. <laughs> But, well, well, I, br- I brought, I brought, I brought, it up in the Fortnite bit, a smidge.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, true, you did, you did, yeah. you did. Actually, yeah, you did. You, you put it ahead of Fortnite. There we go. Minutes. That's true. There we go. There but, uh, but, but nonetheless, back... um, yeah, no, not, not Monster Hunter, it's, it's a good one. Mm.
2: Well, back, w- back with the other nominees. I mean, well, uh, let's avoid Celeste because I mean we couldn't do it a service, could we? But um, what were the other? Ones? I'm not. How how far are you? Ad- Try to... Uh, Spoiler-free, how how far are you into Assassin's Creed? Because it, it's one I need to go back and finish, as I said.
1: 74 hours.
2: Oh, God. I think I played quite a lot, but I haven't finished it. Um, But, I mean, we're, we're both in a good enough spot to rate it, aren't we, I suppose? But... Uh, what... I think this is consecutive years we've seen Assassin's Creed in for Game of the Year. I'm I'm not sure how well or how well the older ones did. I imagine two was up for it uh, or whatever. I haven't really looked into it. But um, is is Assassin's Creed Odyssey rightfully up for a Game of the Year for you?
1: I, I think I, I think it, it deserves to to be mentioned uh, among the candidates. It wouldn't be my game of the year, and and the reason for that is I just. Don't think, while it's strong in every area, it's not quite perfect in every area. And I think there is a little bit of, like, as I said, I'm 74 hours in. I'm starting to find it a little bit repetitive. Now, mm. that said, with the old Assassin's Creed, you'd get five hours into what was a 20 hour game and find it repetitive. With Assassin's Creed Odyssey, you're getting 60 hours into a 100 hour game and starting to find it repetitive. And I think a lot of games get repetitive after 60 hours. I found kind of the witcher and, and red dead had some repetitive features you know when you get that far in you know it doesn't matter how good a game is i mean i don't know anyone who could say they enjoyed in the witcher having to get in the water and swim around to pick up those barrels that to, to clear to get to get the treasure on the on the map you know that oh that, that was kind of dull <laughs> You know, so so I, I'm not trying to knock Assassin's Creed too, too much in saying that, but but it is kind of you know you're 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 doing the same thing. You're you're clearing out forts. You're killing animals. You're hunting animals. You're you're you know you're you're killing leaders. You're you're doing battles. You know, you, you, there is repetition, and it's inevitable. But it's definitely the most diverse Assassin's Creed game I've ever played. It's, it's the most in-depth. It's, it's got the best story. It's It's got a great character. I mean, you think of the best Assassin's Creed games, and they had strong leads. You know, like Assassin's Creed 2 had Ezio, and Black Flag had... What's his name again? Why can't I think of his name? Ken Wright. Uh,
0: Ken Wright, uh, yeah.
1: Yes. Yeah, first. Edward? Uh, Ed, yeah. Not, not as is is dickhead son from Assassin's Creed 3, but <laughs> but uh, yeah, but but the, the cool the pyro right, um you know and and this with Cassandra I can't really talk for Alexios much and I haven't heard great things about yeah. Alexios, but but Cassandra, brilliant and obviously as we we talked about last time out on the show when we were discussing the the game awards nominees, the the actress is up for um performance of the year and rightly so she's brilliant i mean she, she's a great character um i mean uh, and that you know and just the, the visuals of the game the and and as i said the the story like for assassin's creed isn't an easy game to put a good story into and they really have here i, I like that i don't want to spoil anything but i mean it's it's a good story it's, it's well kind of knit together and I mean again, there's just such strong contenders for for great stories this year, but it, it definitely d- deserves a mention i mean there, why why do you have um why would you have Assassin's Creed among kind of the contenders for game of the year
2: um well, if we go back to last year i, don't, I, I we were not Together, then. Sad times, Cal. <laughs> uh, before the heyday of 1-Up. I mean, I loved Origins, and I, I probably preferred Origins in the first half of Odyssey I've played, but I think the world is just so much better in terms of ancient Greece compared to ancient Egypt. It's just not as bl- bland and sand. <laughs> it's pretty much just sand. all sand, yes. <laughs> it's just sandy. I knew that <laughs> <was> coming. <laughs> yeah, it's just... Uh, it, it, uh, this one uh, this one's just so much more colourful than full of life and yeah as, as I said in uh, a couple of shows I picked Alexios which seems to have been a mistake um, it's um, it, it, it hasn't suffered too much uh, Apart, I think in the early stages it did because it was very bland but I think he's improved somewhat uh, from what I remember um for me, it was just—it's just kind of built on the formula that I loved a bit too. I mean, sometimes it's a bit too much, and I think that's what you're getting at in terms of repetitiveness. I mean, I think you put in the group that we've—well, both of us have—we played so much, and we've gone to like five islands, and there's like a million. It's like I don't want to go there; it's so far away. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, it's. I think maybe I think what could propel Assassin's Creed from a game of the year not afterthought, but kind of contender, but not really serious winner, is just a bit of restraint and um, finesse. Because I think the these games are brilliant, but there's so much to visit. And I know people, as you said, point out to The Witcher and stuff like that, but The Witcher, the Witcher kind of makes everything feel relevant. And I think you could say the same about RDR as well, which we'll obviously talk about, whereas with Assassin's Creed, I think this was the same problem with Origins, which I obviously finished. It's like... Most of it was just kind of empty space, and I think a bit of refinement—that's the word I was looking for—a uh, bit more refinement, and you could see Assassin's Creed propel into there. And it's hard to get, as you said, hard to get a story that is as good as Red Dead Redemption or God of War in it. But if they find a the perfect time zone or whatever—I mean, the moving every year, they're moving away from the Assassin stuff, so they could just whack in a good story, and nobody'd nobody'd be asked. But it, it, I think I think the rate of improvement—it it just. It'll eventually, it'll eventually be a genuine contender for Game of the Year. I mean, Origins got my con, got my Game of the Year last year, but that's only because it was the only one I played. But um, yeah, I think I think Odyssey just, it's just vast and it's pretty much brilliant what it does. But it just needs that that's a bit more filler. Uh, it me- it needs more relevant stuff rather than side quests that really do get repetitive, as you said. But it, it, it's it's definitely in the right step that um, that franchise for me.
1: No, definitely. I mean, it, it, it's it's in its own right. It's it's a really enjoyable game, and it's it's one of, if not my favorite Assassin's Creed game I've, I've played. But it also excites me for the future of the franchise because I, I kind of see Origins and now Odyssey as kind of the the first two titles, and in, in almost like what feels like a reboot series. And mm. um, I'm excited to see what the, the game that will inevitably be coming in 2020, quite possibly as a, a launch title for next gen, and we're all kind of banking on it being set in ancient Rome, you know, what that game's going to look like, what it's going to have learned from, from these two titles, which, which were largely developed alongside each other. So it, it has the the benefit of learning from both of those titles and, yeah. and kind of making, taking the best parts of each and, and kind of combining them into, to a, a, hopefully a really focused title. And I'm really excited to see um, what, what they, they do with it because I think definitely you know first with Origins and then with Odyssey they're they're taking that series in in new exciting directions and I think that's why Odyssey is definitely one of the the best games of the year and and uh, that deserves you know to to have its its name mentioned among these other great great titles we're we're discussing.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and um, I think we'll move on from Assassin's Creed, Uh, and I think there's only one more we can mention before we get to the big boys, and that is Spider-Man. We've obviously done a full spoiler uh, review, which you can obviously find on pretty much everywhere <laughs> uh i, I was going to put a tweet out for this but if you're looking for us on podcast um apps and stuff like that we are under the anfield index podcast channel um uh, which i will tweet that out just to remind people um rather than one up if people have been confused by that but yeah if you want to see if you want a full spider-man review it, it'll be there it'll be on the ai app as well um but yeah carl i mean we we love this game didn't we we obviously mentioned Possibly the opposite of Assassin's Creed, where there wasn't enough filler. <laughs> but, I mean, if you put these two games together, you'd probably have one of the best games ever, wouldn't you? <laughs>
1: <laughs> quite quite possibly. I mean, uh, I mean, um, Spider-Man was just... Wow. I mean, it, it may not be my game of the year, but it's quite possibly my favourite game of the year. I mean, critically, there's just a couple of things. And, and I think we, you know, again... That we did a great review, a real in-depth review, I, I thought, and we kind of discussed kind of some things we'd change, some gameplay things a, bit, a little bit about when it kind of comes to kind of climbing walls and some things that kind of bugged us a bit. Kind of that I did not mean there to say bug and, and spider, you know. But anyway, <laughs> um, no word wordplay intended there. But um, yeah, no, there, there were some some things that that um, kind of took away a little bit when it when it came to the to the gameplay. And uh, as you said, the the side quests could have done with a, a little bit kind of of improvement. Some some of them felt a little pointless almost. Um, but but nonetheless, it, it was a great game. It had a great story, a couple of great performances. I mean obviously Yuri is up for for performance of the year as well and um, and deservedly so and, and there's a lot of people saying like why wasn't Laura Bailey up for her performance of, of MJ which was brilliant as well So I mean it, it's it's um it, it's just a it's a great game and and I mean we, we, we talked so much about it in the review and I mean the story and the, the characters and the the it's just it's the best spider-man game you know, ever, and that really says it all, because there, there has been some good Spider-Man games, I mean, it, it's not you know, we're we're dying for this av- Avengers game, hoping to be the, the first good video game featuring a lot of these characters, but Spider-Man's definitely had his hits, and, and this was the, the biggest hit of them all for, for me, I mean there's, there's, there's not much more you can say about this game, except play it It, it.
2: it made me dust off my PS4 people <laughs> That's about it That's all I could say. It made me buy a PlayStation 4 game and I felt dirty and I forgot about that dirtiness straight away. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's it. Yeah, I love Spider-Man but as we say, it's probably in the second tier rather than the top top tier but I mean, let's get a bit of a a back to back, back and forth. Go. I mean, we both love, we love both of these games, don't we? But I, I think it's fair to say I'm in the RDR camp, and you're in the God of War camp. And again, we've done a well. It was a two part Red Dead Redemption two review, and we did uh, we give our rating and our thoughts on God of War. And I
0: can't remember
2: what podcast that was, but it'll be in it'll be there somewhere. Um, but we'll, we, we'll dig it out. Yeah, we, we haven't. Either. We didn't do a full review, but we did like a uh, mention. We did uh, a few. Minutes on it and expressed our, uh, how brilliant it was, but um, yeah, you're in God of War camp and I'm in RDR camp. I mean, let let's start with God of War then. I mean, why why do you think this should be God uh, game of the year, God of the year? <laughs> I almost God of the year. Uh, I mean, game of the year. For, well,
1: <laughs> it, it can be both. Um, but for for me, I I just like I mean, for me, what game of the year is? You know, you're picking the critically the best game. Of of a given year, and while God of War isn't my favorite game of the year, as I said it's it's most likely Spider-Man. I mean, there's so little like a critique about God of War. I mean, there the are camera angles, but then again, I suppose that's a that's that's by design because it's a consistent camera. I mean, the the fact. The game doesn't break between gameplay and cutscenes is, is crazy. I mean, it's probably the future of, of games, you know, doing away with, with, with cutscenes. But I mean, it, it's, it's, I mean, it's an insanely good game. And this is coming from me, someone who didn't really play much of like God of War. I, I dabbled with them in the past. I used to watch my brother play them. He's a big fan of the series. But to me, it was always kind of like, I have, Devil May Devil May Cry. Why do I need God of War? It's the, the same sort of game but not as good, you know? That, that was honestly how I looked at as, as uh, God of War, but you know, God of War has made me eat those words because this this game is just next level. I mean, they they they've really reinvented it. They they took kind of inspirations clearly from things like Dark Souls and the like, and and they brought in what what they'd learned from all these other action games over the the years, and and they 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 brought this game to, to new heights. I mean, it's the the. St- I mean, look at look at. We've talked a lot about performance of the year here, and and the nominees, and and they are rightfully up there. The you know, Yuri and and the likes, but you know, for God of War, you know, for Kratos to be mentioned like a character kratos i for my dissertation for my degree did a study of people's attitudes towards gender depictions in video games and kratos was one of my case studies and he was probably my case study that like because i i showed clips of video games to people and then i interviewed them on their reactions and kratos probably got the most critique and i'm not surprised why because all he was was this big buff angry guy who just ripped god's heads off and such i mean there wasn't any layers to him he was just this ball of anger and and he was he was so one-dimensional and dull and you know annoying really i mean he 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 genuinely bug you but yet, look at him now like look at the the hype he's now a father he's He's got layers to him. There's there's regret. There's there's I mean, it's it's crazy. And and you have to credit Christopher Judge. Is it Christopher Judge, isn't it? Yeah, Christopher Judge for for how you know him and the writers. Of course, the writers. You know, the character wouldn't have improved without improved writing. But between Christopher Judge's performance and the writers and and kind of the new story they they've written for Kratos. You know, kind of making him a father and and moving him along, you know you have to credit them for for kind of turning one of the worst video game characters into possibly one of the best you know and and that mm-hmm. that is the most commendable thing for me when it when it comes to God of War, and then just add to that, like as I said, a a brilliant kind of solid rock solid gameplay and, and brilliant visuals i mean it's just it's a complete package and there's so little I, I could critique about it i mean what it obviously as you said you know you're not against god of war you love the game too and i mean why why for you guy is it is it one of the the best games of this year
2: um i i, I can't disagree with anything you said that it, it's pretty much perfection and I'll bring in why I gave RDR Game of the Year for me is God of War is perfect, but there's kind of a limit to what you can do. And I know it's a brilliant world and stuff like that, but I think RDR is kind of breaking barriers in in a, in a video game sense, and just the fact that it's a, it's such a living world. Whereas in God of War, I haven't I haven't had had. I didn't... Like, I lent it off my mate, and he'll probably be listening to this calling me a twat. Um, And the world seemed... It was beautiful. It was all that. But there was only so much you could do. And I think the game really improved... Yeah, I think improved is the right word. I think once you got Mamiya, who was obviously uh, a talking head uh, as a narrator, um, that's when the game... That's when I really fell in love with the game. I, like I appreciated it looked beautiful and stuff like that, but it was kind of a bit soulless. But once you get Mamiya, it just added that extra level of storytelling for me. And um, outside of that, it was still a bit lifeless in terms of the world. Like it looked perfect, but what I give the edge to in RDI is that the world is the most impressive thing I've seen in a game. Like I think I'd still say Witcher Three is the game of uh, this gen for me, but RDI, it's just the world is just it's incomparable. It, there's there's so much range. There's snow. There's there's desert. There's uh, that, and every NPC is relevant. And I know in um, God of War, there's literally no one else apart from you, the you enemies, and uh, the two dwarfs. <laughs> it's just that that's the only people in the game um, uh, that I can remember. It 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 just it it's perfect, but it's kind of limited to its own perfections. Uh, whereas RDR, it it does have its flaws, and I I fully understand where you're coming from critically. And RDR does have its flaws. I mean, the satchel system and the shooting isn't up to scratch. But for me, it just it breaks that barrier of what a game can be, and I think maybe, um, God of War is is perfect. But I mean, we've seen fighting games that i like that and i know people say we've seen games like rdr but i haven't we've now i've never seen a world like rdr we've seen uh brilliant fighting games uh, not fighting game but that type of game but i mean god of war is definitely the top of that but i think rdr is just it's so unique and it's so in its own its own gen- genre kind of and i think that's just what tips the scale for me in, in terms of rdr and I know I've kind of, I know I went from God. You asked me about God or what, and I just made it about RDR. But yeah, <laughs> that's how I would compare it.
1: No, you, 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 you made a, a comparison in, in context. I understand where you're coming from. No, I, 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 I can respect your your point on on Red Dead. It probably is the most alive open world yet, and and in an era where when it comes to single player games, open world is is kind of the go to of of single player games. They're, they're all open world. I mean, even a lot of multiplayer games are open world these days. Um I mean so it, it makes sense that, that that deserves kind of credit to be the, the the most alive open world. Like I thought Witcher 3 had a had a great open world but I mean the, the characters weren't nearly as, as believable as in mm. Red Dead. I mean with Red Dead uh, you know with the NPCs you know, it almost feels like you could sit still, and the world's still gonna go on. I mean, you you see like people going out in in like kind of um, carriages doing kind of deliveries. Guys, clearly like kind of like a milkman or delivering like vegetables or something. And then like you know the different times, like if you go to like a house at night. You know, you can have like a guy I'll just walk out of his door and with a shotgun and be like, "Why are you doing that at my house?" Because you know that makes sense. You're at his house at night. Yeah. You know, like so. Yeah, it is. It is such a lived-in world, and it it is really commendable. And I mean, I, I can hundred percent understand why you'd you'd want to give it its dues, and and I'm I'd like to give it its dues too. But I mean, for me, the reason why. God of War probably just kind of pips Red Dead is, is because, as I said, God of War, there's so little like a critique. Whereas, you know, as, as you touched on with Red Dead, there's just, you know, kind of the, the, the inventory is a mess, which, you know, for a game with RPG elements as, as Red Dead has, it, it you know, that's, that's not good to see. I mean, like God of War, whereas, you know, has, has a much better inventory system. Um, I mean, the, the, like the the kind of things I, I touched on before with with uh kind of fa- the lack of kind of a full fast travel system. There is a fast travel system, but it's it's not quite where you'd want it to be, whereas God of War has a, a good kind of fast travel system, although you don't really fully gain access to it till later in the game. So mm. I suppose, you know, I'll I'll have to be fair and point that out. But I mean, there is, there, there, there's just more that, that you can kind of say, I changed that about Red Dead than, than there is about God of War. I mean, God of War is nearly like faultless, whereas Red Dead, there's a few things, not as many as Spider-Man, but there are a few things where you can kind of be like, if they change this, I'd prefer it. And if they change that, I'd, I'd prefer it. Um, And it's just you know, and, and as well, I suppose, with, with Red Dead, it, Red Dead being kind of a two-game almost thing with, with Red Dead Online as well, you know, you, you probably got to drag that into the conversation a little bit as well in, mm. in that there are some problems with with Red Dead Online. Um, and, and it is a beta, which kind of confuses me because I don't know how you can have a beta with a game you paid 60 quid for. But nonetheless, um, I mean, there are just these little things that, that kind of, Drag Red Dead back a little bit for me, but it's still a great game, and it's still, you know, one of the best games of the the generation, and and probably will remain as as such. Um, but I mean, it, it's just, I just have to give that little edge to to God of War because I I just think it's 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 a little bit more honed, let's say.
2: Yeah, I th- I think it's fair everything you've said. I think it it's just the both. Well, I'll ask you this. Is this the closest game of the year contender ever? in your memory?
1: Yeah, for I mean, for me, um, definitely. I mean, usually I always have like one game that I can pick up. Last year I didn't really have one, but simply because the only games that came out I didn't get to play that many games last year, I just had a lot on, and I think the only games I played were Destiny two and FIFA seven FIFA or FIFA eighteen. 18 yeah. So um say probably destiny 2 was my game of the year and that had many flaws so that that says it all really um but i mean like last year there was kind of that debate between people where they were like mario or zelda and and it seemed tight but i think even if i'd played much of either of those games it would have been easy for me because i would have went zelda because i don't really like mario 3d mario games i can appreciate them but I just don't enjoy them I prefer 2D Mario games so i mean for me you know in in kind of memory this this is the the tightest it's ever been usually there is a clear contender and and i i debated this for 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 days um on i i between with myself i was debating kind of oh, red dead and and i which is funny when you're making points about the the open world and so that was obviously a big point in my head i was thinking like this is the best open world ever it's the most alive open world ever it's got the best kind of side content ever and i mean all those things are really important factors um and and it was such a tough decision but uh, as i said i just had to to kind of kind of put a, my critique hat on and and just kind of say well God of War just, just kind of did things that little bit better in, in terms of polish. But it does come down to the polish because the, the, the core of, of the, the structure of both games is, is just amazing. Like, is it, it they're immense. I mean, I, I can't say enough positive things about either title. And, you know, if you want to hear me say more positive things about the either title, listen to our reviews if you haven't already. Well, Shameless yes. plug. But um, yeah, no, I mean they're, they're just two brilliant games, and and whichever one of these games ends up, you know, being the our game of the year, and indeed game of the year elsewhere, you know, I, I won't have many qualms with it because they're they're both worthy winners, and either one of them could, could could be the the game of the year in my mind.
2: Well, on on that with the. We'll come with the one-up official game of the year, which has been uh, put together by our group of experts in in our WhatsApp group. <laughs> uh, but in terms of in terms of the actual game awards, which is airing on Friday, and I think it's six o'clock in the West on the evening. It's like half one in the UK. I think we said. Um, what what do you what do you think will actually win the proper game awards then?
1: I I'm I'm stick. I think God of War. Like as as as, I say God of War is my choice. But I also predict it will win. I I think it will win uh, Game Awards. And, and I've heard a lot of debate between people. You know, kind of who who have been doing prediction podcasts for the Game Awards, where it's going to have maybe half the people on the show saying they think God of War will win, and, and the other half saying Red Dead. And that's not even their choices. You know, a lot of people say I my personal choice is Red Dead, but I think God of War will win or the the reverse or, you know, so it is so tight. It, it's hard to say, but I'm going to say God of War because I think Red Dead will get a couple of other big rewards, uh, quite possibly best story and quite possibly uh, best game direction. So I think kind of if, if Red Dead gets those two. And then it's mm. fair game to give God of War game of the year. I, I think that's how they they might do it. Um, but I mean, if I wouldn't be shocked if it's Red Dead. What do you? What's your prediction?
2: Um, I'll I'll actually agree with you. I think I think RDR will win more awards, but I think uh, God of War will win the award. Um, so I I pretty much agree with what you said. That I think the fact God of War is pretty much faultless. And I think that I think that'll get more props from from the actual critics and people. Uh, the only thing I can think that I'd tip it in RDR's favour it's probably a bit more mainstream, but I imagine mainstream people probably won't be voting on the game awards but i think it might get a bit more fanfare compared to god of war that'd be my only argument in that regard but i think god of wars probably get it if it's off um the, i think it's off. there's a judges panel or something like that isn't it so i think god of war will get it in that regard but uh yeah i mean I'm, they're both worthy winners let's be honest but i think they'll both get a good fair share of awards and um uh, I feel, I feel, I just feel sorry for the other great games we've mentioned on this show that I'll probably just get left in the dust but uh Carl um how about we announce our one up award then you you've done that you've done the maths you are our expert you you've collected all like handful of opinions <laughs> uh what is the actual game game of the year for one up
1: so as chosen by the panel and we, you know, I knew it was going to be tight. And that's why when I was thinking of how we were going to do this, um, to, to explain, I asked that the guys in the WhatsApp group to each, I asked them a few weeks ago. So I gave them some time to think about it to each choose a first nominee and a second nominee. And the idea there was if we had a tie between first nominees, we'd then go down to the second nominees to choose, um, our game of the year. And it was very close. I mean, the in third place with one first nominee, we had Spider-Man. So Spider-Man got a, let's do this. I think, as you said, it's going to be that unlucky game that that you're probably it's going to be like Horizon last year where people were like, if there wasn't Zelda, and Mario. I think this year probably a lot of people are going to be saying, if there wasn't Red Dead and God of War, Spider-Man would be game of the year. Um, but it, it got a vote from from AI, so you know, thumbs up. From AI to you know from from ins- to Insomniac, keep keep doing the good work. Uh, in second place with three votes from our panel, we have God of War, and that means the official 2018 AI one-up game of the year is Red Dead Redemption 2. So c- congrats Boom. to Rockstar for for your your one of your first r- awards of the year. Um, and I mean to say how tight it is. You know, obviously we, we decided that we were going to let the the lads in the group uh, decide the the game of the year officially. Would also obviously, our, our myself and Guy are involved in that. But Guy decided to put up a poll um, to to our, our um, listeners over on Twitter in regards to this. And the poll results were 48% Red Dead Two, 48% God of War, and 4% other. So that says it all on, on how tight it is. I mean, that, that really that sums it up. That that the poll ended up in a tie, and the, the vote that we held was was very close. It was a one one vote that 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 separated them. I mean, it 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 says it all. I mean, it, the both games are, are just insanely awesome titles. And I mean, if only they said, could
2: share. If they could share, it, exactly, it'd be brilliant. It,
1: exactly. Not- <laughs> if only we could charity shield it, you know,
2: Oh, God, but, yes. uh,
1: <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I'm excited to see which one comes out on top and which one ends up getting the most uh, awards around the place. But uh, I think it'll be close. Uh, I think, I, I think both will get their fair share of, of awards. And I don't think either red dead or either rockstar, sorry, or, or Sony Santa Monica are, are going to be disappointed with, uh, Kind of the, the uh, kudos they get from the, the industry in the, the coming months as as all the, the award shows kind of take place. Um, but I mean, but there you have it. We got out there ahead of, uh, ahead, of ahead of the crowds and you know crowned Red Dead Redemption Two as the the one up game of the year 2018.
2: Oh, good stuff! And uh, next show, whenever that'll be, we can obviously review. Uh, the game awards and whatever new footage is there, and uh, maybe we'll have a look to the future, Carl, with uh, twenty
1: nineteen. Yeah, you know, could 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 uh, like just like twenty eighteen be twenty seventeen? Could twenty nineteen be twenty eighteen? You've just got to wait and see and listen to us for the next twelve <laughs> months. You lucky, is, lucky
2: people! <laughs> is Cyberpunk the Last of Us going to top this year? Who bloody knows? But uh, we'll finish up like we always do with what we've been playing. And uh, Carl, what have you been on recently?
1: Um, I've I've played a, a few things. I, I've played more Assassin's Creed. Or I won't go too much into that because we've kind of already discussed it. I'm 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 kind of like. Easing my way along, you know, I'll, I'll play it for a few hours one day, and then take a few days away, so that it, it doesn't get too kind of re- repetitive. But I, but I am enjoying it when I when I do dip in, and I'm, lately I've been kind of pushing a bit more forward with the the story, and I have to just say it's it's brilliant how they tie it into history. Like it's just all the characters that are popping up. Like I'd already had Her- Herodotus, and since then I've had like Plato and. It's crazy, like, it's it's so good. You know, as, as a history buff, I just, I just can't appreciate it, this enough. I mean, it's brilliant. Um, But, I mean, other than Assassin's Creed, um, largely the last few days, Red Dead Online. And I, I'm enjoying it thus far. I mean, it, Friday when the game launched to the masses, There were server issues. I think my friends and I all had our fair share of disconnects and there was a couple of boogie uh, missions. I mean, at one point, we we had to deliver um, kind of carriages to a house and then the carriages just started driving into the front door of the house and then the mission just wouldn't end and I had to quit (laughs) out to make us actually be able to continue the game. But I mean bugs aside disconnects aside you know there's going to be teething problems this game's fun it's it's like gta online it, it is what it it, it makes it what, what you make it i mean and you have these stories that that you're going to be like telling your your mates in the pub or whatever like to, talking about like kind of what what you did uh, i mean uh, to to name a few of ours i mean like um the first day we were playing as a as a group like, while we were waiting for that bugged mission to end, which never ended, I mean, one of my mates hogtied me by the feet and started dragging me along the ground, only for my other friend to come to rescue me by whipping him off his horse with a lasso. I mean, like, and you just, just, that's that's the kind of fun you're going to have in, in Red Dead. <laughs> I mean, last night we ended up getting in a posse war, or whatever they call it, showdown with, with another gang, which we won. We're undefeated. One one for nothing. Um, but afterwards we were still in a brawl with the same posse and another posse joined in and at one point one of my mates got in like a knife fight with an enemy player on a porch and I snuck up behind the enemy player and started hitting him too, and we were literally knocking the guy back and forth between us with kicks and knife slashes. And it was just hilarious. It was just reminded me like of a scene in a movie or something. It was just <laughs> just both of us were just laughing for like five minutes straight because it's just hilarious to watch. I should I should have captured the the clip. And I mean, even even playing online, it's not just what you can do with your mates. You can you can have some fun yourself. Today I was playing. I, I joined some random guys and they were French because their mics were coming through my TV. Um, doing like a, a gang hideout. And we completed the gang hideout and one of them decided to shoot me in the back of the head. I came back to try and kill him and his friend. His friend killed me. I came back a second time. The two of them were were hiding up in an upstairs room. So I was like, screw it. I started throwing dynamite up through the window. First dynamite missed them, but I kind of gave them a bit of a fright. Second dynamite hit the wall. And then I could hear them laughing as if to say I'd missed. Dynamite went off. Explosives in the house got set off. Basically, the entire house blew up, killing the two French guys. And getting me my revenge. I mean, they're the kind of stories that make th- these online games are what you make them. They're gonna be buggy. They're gonna have little glitches here and there, little hiccups. But they are what they make them. And I, I think, as you said, Red Dead is such a great kind of open world, and it's it's a playground that you you can you can make a lot of. And and which is why I'm enjoying this, and I think I'm gonna enjoy it over the the next few weeks, kind as as they improve it. Have you delved into to Red Dead Online yet?
2: Um, no, not yet, but I'll tell you why. Um, recently, I got a Nintendo Switch pretty much as like... Well, it was Black Friday, and I was going to... Well, I was going to go half to one for Christmas anyway, but it would be cheaper getting it on Black Friday. And I was waiting to get paid, so pretty much... Lent the money off my dad, but I'll pay half of it back, etc. So I've been playing on Nintendo Switch, and it's obviously been uh, busy with all the Liverpool stuff, uh, with the midweek games and stuff, so I haven't had too much time to go on my Xbox, but I've been able to play Nintendo Switch because it's easier to play. And I've been playing Pokemon Let's Go Eevee, and it just brings back the magic that was uh, Pokemon as a kid. It's just... Oh, I mean, it, it's a bit. It's not. I wouldn't say it's as good as Red and Blue and Green. If you Japanese or or me who read it for some reason, <laughs> um, but it 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 re, it re it it modernizes Pokemon Yellow so well. Like it's a bit, it's, it's a bit cartoony, and I think everyone said it would be what it is, and that's an introduction to Pokemon for the new generation. And I think that's what it does perfectly. And I don't think it. It puts off the hardcore Pokemon people, like uh, people possibly weren't. I think it just, I think it just delivers what it is, and then obviously I think there's one coming out next year, um, which might be a bit more hardcore, and I think that'll be, I think that'll be perfect, and um, th- I think that hopefully this is just a taster, and then they can just proper build on, on the Pokemon fr- franchise next year. But I mean, it. it uh, I've as as I've said uh, throughout this, but uh, on this pod, I'm not the biggest Nintendo person. But I mean, the the Switch it just I think it just delivers a unique experience, and that's what it delivered with Pokemon for me. And uh, I see what I think I'll be getting Smash uh, when that comes out. And uh, yeah, hope, maybe they'll make a Nintendo fanboy out of me just yet, Carl.
1: <laughs> it could well happen. Um. Yeah. No. I almost forgotten You. You picked up a, a switch. I'm, I'm a little jealous. I, I kind of did. I was watching out for the deals on on Black Friday, but wasn't quite there for for me. Um. I did actually, though. I I picked up um a, a console myself on on Black Friday. I picked up an Xbox One. Um. So oh. maybe. In, in a few weeks, I'll, I'll have an opinion on some of those Xbox exclusives that I, I didn't get around to playing um, over the last few years. But, um, yeah, no, the, the, I've heard good things about, about Pokemon Let's Go. People are kind of dubious about it, thinking, oh, it's going to be like Let's Go, and, you know, it's it's a console, not a mobile game. We don't need this. But people seem to be really loving it. And as you said, like, you've had a busy week. But playing the Switch is a lot easier than than playing your Xbox, and and that's what I've heard about. Let's go. It's it's kind of really easy to just dip in and play for kind of twenty minutes here or a half an hour there, and you can still feel like you've made a bit of progress because uh, it's very pick up and play. Um, so I, I do like the the idea of that definitely. Um. So uh, I'll be looking forward to hearing more on that from from you in the the coming weeks and and indeed other other Switch games. Uh, may, maybe you'll you'll be able to pressure me into to pulling the trigger on one.
2: Oh yes, well I'll 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 do that over the course. Whenever these podcasts are on, I'll be bringing up my Switch progress and whatever I've been playing. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> just just wait till I get Crash who Then then we'll be tearing up that. But uh, we'll finish it. We'll finish up there, Carl, because I think we've gone quite long with this one. Um but we'll finish up and thanks for listening everybody. Goodbye!